What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today, we're doing a bonus episode. It's a Kelly emergency, basically. <laughs> we have to get the news out there, get our opinions out there. <laughs> is that a thing, a Kelly emergency? So, something that we saw coming for a while is suddenly yeah. on fire. It's here. Um, we are here to talk today about a new song that just dropped on Wednesday, May 25th. We got an official full-length cover of Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Not to mention, we also got the word that it is official that Kelly is dropping her first ever collection of covers called Kelly Uh That's going to be coming out around the world on June 9th, which is a Thursday, which is a little bit unique because normally album releases are on Fridays. For some reason, they're putting this one out on the 9th. Not going to complain. Uh, just seems like kind of a, a unique day to put out an album release. Yeah. But we're here to talk about Happier Than Ever. There was a lot of speculation the last couple of weeks, and we had spoken about it very briefly, and we had said, don't believe anything until you see proof. And yep. here is our proof, everyone. It's out yes. there. Um, and I I don't want to sound dramatic, Jeremy. Oh, this is my favorite project she's put out in years. Wow. Years. And, like, that's not you know, trashing on all of her original music that she's put out over the years. Um, Because, you know, cover or not, like a a good song is a good song. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot of artists out there who have very big hits with covers and people don't think of them any less. So this is one of my favorite. I mean, maybe that's because it's been out for less than 24 hours, but this is something about this just is one of my favorite things she's ever done. Well, and look at it this way. Happier Than Ever was a massive song for Billie Eilish. I mean, it was nominated for a bunch of Grammys and it was a huge hit for her album. And so I think that when you tailor that with Kelly covering the song, um, you've got everything you need to sort of give this song a whole new life. And I think the big thing that everyone is, you know, kind of talking about is that this is probably the angriest that we have ever heard Kelly on record before. And here I am. You can't see me. Only Jeremy can see me, but I'm like dancing. <laughs> I don't like angry people. I don't like when people are angry, but I love angry music. And yeah. I've said that so many times on this podcast, like the angrier, the louder, the heavier rock. That's my jam. I love it. So this is basically like, I didn't even mean to do this, but I listened to happier than ever, the full length explicit version. And then it automatically went into like a different Kelly song. Spotify just went to a different one and it went to Hazel Eyes next. And it was very interesting to listen to the two back to back. You know, they're what, 17 years apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And the juxtaposition, I guess, between the anger in Hazel Eyes and the anger in Happier Than Ever, it's just a more mature mature angry ironically Billie eilish is like a teenager so that's funny that it's more mature (laughs) but hey you know what um but it's just i think what i what i also love about it is that she's still paying homage to 
Billy's version. You know, she didn't really change too much, but she made it her own. The yeah. production, like the buildup of the song is pretty much the same, but the way that they actually produced the song is, which we're going to get into, like, you know, just taking apart the actual song. It's a little different. And I like how she made it Kelly's version. It, it's definitely a departure from her regular stuff, you know, and we sort of, we joked on Twitter on Tuesday when we first got our first listen of the song that <laughs> this song has the most swears by Kelly Clarkson on record in any song ever. The next closest song was the unreleased song demo, uh, Shit and Fame, which had seven curse words in it. And this one has nine, including a couple F-bombs. And normally, this is not even something that is remarkable with most any artist. This is not even something you would bring up. This is actually noteworthy for Kelly Clarkson because she's someone who's considered America's sweetheart. She is the bright, bubbly, daily talk show person who is not afraid to you know, swear and get bleeped on her own talk show. But this is not what the fan base is used to. And so it sort of shows, even though, again, we are well aware that it's a cover, but it still shows sort of this interesting, like, progression I guess yeah. of of her of her songs and where she is just sort of in this whole moment that she recorded this. Yeah, because honestly, if this weren't a cover and you listen to the lyrics, it's it's very much not that you know not that I know what goes on in her daily life, but just from what's come out publicly about this divorce, the lyrics in the song can definitely resonate so i'm sure she felt like this song really 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 spoke to her and that's probably why she sounds even angrier and why she's really enunciating you know we're gonna mark this episode as explicit because we can (laughs) but like her just like saying like fuck this all the you know fucking everything and like she's angry she has a right to be and um i think this was the perfect song for her to just let out all that that energy yeah it was i mean look as somebody who has listened to to nearly everything that she has done and who has been a ride or die with her since the beginning, this, I mean, this song hits the ear different and I'm not saying it's a, a bad thing. It's just an interesting new way to hear her. And I really, really love it. And I, I think it's a, a killer version. I'm looking forward to hearing if anything comes from Billie Eilish's camp as far as, what she thinks of the cover. I mean, it, it doesn't stray too terribly far from no. uh, the original source material. Um, you know, obviously Kelly is not doing a Billie Eilish impression with this song. She's, she's keeping the same, like the same vibe. She's keeping sort of the same tone as Billie did on her version. And it's just sort of, okay, Billie Eilish, but make it older and more mature. Yeah, you know? like Kelly's not going to be doing like bedroom pop. You know, that's not yeah. Kelly's genre. It's great. Like I love I love Billy's version. It's fantastic and I just think it's really cool that we get two very distinct versions. You can definitely tell the difference. Like should we kind of get into a little bit of the di- dissecting it? By all means, jump in. Okay. So like what I love the beginning, like the first 2 minutes or so, Kelly's voice is very theatrical. Mm-hmm. It's slow. It's sultry, seductive. It's again something we're not used to getting. Like no. we don't we don't get Kelly Clarkson songs that sound like this. 
No. It almost reminded me, because it starts off with piano, and then it kind of progresses and builds up with more guitar and more instruments. But the very beginning, I can just picture her singing this in, like, a jazz club. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, just sultry and slow, and I, I love it. It's very crystal clear vocals, and it's a bummer. At the time we're recording this, we don't know who has what production credits. I'm assuming yeah. Jason had the majority of the credits in production, vocal production, and the production of the whole song. But I don't really know. But whoever did her vocal production needs to win a Grammy for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is so good. It's it's better than anything she's put out in a while in terms of the 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 clearness and the um just the sharpness in her voice. Yeah. It I mean it really does sound and again, the source material I I would also say sounds the same. But the the song almost sounds like it's two different songs yeah. in one. You know, there's like you said, the first kind of two minutes of the record where it is just sort of this sultry uh, Kelly that sort of is just slowly building towards something. And then right in the middle, we get this this crescendo where everything pops up. And now you've got a really great pop rock with an emphasis on the rock uh, side of the song. And it just is raw emotion that. Again, you know, we haven't heard that kind of emotion for a while from Kelly in any kind of song. You know, everything that we got on Meaning of Life was was kind of R&B, kind of a little jazzy, a little sultry, a little more playful, a little flirtatious. Um, this is angry. This is yeah. an angry song. And again, it you know, it really does stick out. From the rest of her catalog, it would be very interesting if like she were the one who wrote this song, if if she were to have put this song out and there was no Billie Eilish version, I think I would even be more shocked by this song. Um, But knowing that it's a it's a cover, I'm very interested in the reasons why she decided that, you know, this is going to be one of the songs that she wanted to cover. Or maybe it's just because she currently loves the song. Maybe she digs the message. I don't know what it is. Um, but this was an interesting choice, uh, not only to lead off the EP, but also uh, just to record in general. Yeah, I think the correct me if I'm wrong. The last time we got a song that was this angry and loud might have been "Let Me Down." I I can't think of anything since. Yeah, um, which that was 11 years ago. So we were kind of due for like a good solid pop rock like. A little bit angry because like lyrically it does sound like it could definitely fit on my December mm-hmm. I think lyrically sonically it sounds more like a let me down or a hear me or a hazel eyes something like that maybe a little bit of like never again but it's uh we haven't had this sonically from her in a very long time again I know that we're we're basing a lot off of a four minute and 15 second song but just take a second and think about the production quality and just the 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 vibe of this song but put all of that onto the production of my december that's an entirely different album yeah for might sure. even be more appreciated than it is outside of the fandom um man if if the rest of my december were to sound like happier than ever holy Ooh. cow oh my goodness that would be yeah it would be a totally different album and we would have had a very different al- album breakdown Yes. Very different album breakdown. Um, yeah, it's just very epic sounding, and I love I love a good epic song. Um, and we just got to talk about that that 
crazy high note when she just screams, just fucking leave me alone. Like that note, that goes on for a while. And like, I'm sorry, not many people out there are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there, I have always been a little back and forth when it comes to like cursing in your songs. And I'm not a prude by any stretch. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't care either way. I, I appreciate it when it's used impactfully and when it's used in a way that really gets your message through and in both Billy's and specifically Kelly's version, which is obviously the version that we're focusing on here, it is used in a way that adds something to what your what the artist is trying to convey as far as her feelings are concerned. So you really know she's serious about how angry she is. And a lot of times you can't, you can't curse in a song and make it sound smooth and make it sound good. She makes saying the word fuck sound so good. (laughs) Yeah. She just, she sings that word and it, it gives it more meaning because it makes it sound like it actually belongs there and it's not just being thrown in for shock value. Yeah, it must have been so cathartic. And the thing about that part of the song, it's like almost yelling. So mm-hmm. it makes sense for you to want to just curse and scream because it fits. It fits the mood. It fits the vibe. Yeah. Ra- right. Rather than just like putting it as like a, oh, let's just throw in a random like shit here. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> it really made it work. Um, did you notice that there is a lyric change? I did notice this. <laughs> so there, guys, there's a, there is a lyric change. So in the Billie Eilish version, I may have this slightly wrong, but she says, you make me hate the city. Mm-hmm. Presumably Los Angeles. I don't know. Yep. Whatever. Kelly switched it to, I get it, you hate the city. Which is interesting because she had to relo- reloc- relocate the family to Los Angeles. And I'm wondering if that had anything to do with that lyric change. That the first time I heard the song, I bumped on that lyric because I listened to the Billie Eilish version enough that I rewound it and said, Did she say that wrong or did she change the words? And I heard it and thought, Oh, well, that's pointed. <laughs> 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 not to be all TMZ here, guys. No, we no. We don't want to do no, that, we're, but we're not, it is obvious. We don't want to go down the road of, you know, being conspiracy theorists like, you know, Taylor Nation. But, um, yeah, it, it certainly was noteworthy. I'll say that. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything else to add to the song. I just... Not to the song, but I do want yeah. to make sure we talk a little bit about the upcoming EP as well. Yeah. So just to wrap up the song, like, I just... Again, it might be just because it's so new. I've only heard it for a few hours, but I'm obsessed with this vibe. And obviously, I don't want like a Breakaway 2.0 to be the the next album, but I would love something to sound to be this kind of vibe, this kind of emotion, because we haven't had in a while. It is cathartic and it's different from a lot of stuff she's done. And I'm not saying she has to, you know, be dropping F-bombs everywhere, but She's 40, she's grown up now, and I don't think she's necessarily afraid to put that out and have to worry about, like, you know, parents being like, oh, my God, America's Sweetheart's cursing. Now she's yeah. like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, and I'm going to be very interested to hear, and we can sort of transition now into the rest of the EP. I'm very interested to hear how this sounds along with the rest of the EP, because in addition to 
the new song, we also were given the rest of the details about the Kellyoke EP that's coming out again on June 9th. And it's going to be a six song EP. And first and foremost, I, I, I feel like I've been watching social media and specifically, you know, Kelly Twitter throughout the day and just catching everyone's vibes on what they've thought about the song and about the EP and some of the choices for the EP. People have feelings about the songs <laughs> that were chosen for this EP. And first of all, I want to tell people that relax, relax. She has done over 500 covers. It's okay that she didn't put seven rings on here, like by Ariana Grande. Or 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 just a girl or, you know. Driver's license or whatever. Insert your favorite Kelly Oki here. There's only so many things that she can do. And we don't even know. This might be, you know, even though it doesn't say it per se on the album, this could be Kellyoke Volume 1. We might be getting a whole series of these. We don't know. So everybody just needs to calm down when it comes to the songs that weren't chosen to be on here. Yeah. Um, you know, even though there are, and some people were like, why are there only six songs? What's an EP? It's like, well, that's what this is. It's It's a small album. It's not a full album. It's just a selection of songs that she really likes. And I want to read the quote from Kelly from the press release about the album. She said, music is in the DNA of everything I do. So when the Kelly Clarkson show started, we knew it was the perfect way to kick off every episode over 500 songs later. And we're still not running out of amazing artists to pay tribute to picking just six was near impossible. But these songs have been some of my favorites. I'm going to read that last line again. Some of my favorites. <laughs> Thanks for singing along with me, y'all. The- <laughs> I love how you just added that last part in. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what she said. That's y'all. the end of the quote. <laughs> but these are her favorites. I yeah. get that everybody, I, I have favorite Kelly Oki's that aren't on here, but I'm not going to piss and moan about it. Yeah. Okay. Everybody just relax. She has said that this is going to be a bridge project. That's going to hopefully get us satisfied until the next album comes out, which is looking like, you know, the fall or the winter of this year. So I say we just embrace it and be happy with what we're getting because this is really a wonderfully eclectic group of songs. Um, I want to go down the track list real quick, Pam. Yep. Uh, first, we've got uh, Blue Bayou, which is a Linda Ronstadt song. So you've got a really old song. Uh, that's going to be a great way to kick off the album. Then you've got the weekends call out my name. Then you've got the Billy cover. Then you have queen of the night by Whitney Houston, which we haven't heard since the original early demos. Now we, I, I don't know. I think I remember when we talked about this, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or if we've talked it on, about it on Twitter or where it was, because we've just been talking about so much stuff recently Kelly performed at the NBC upfronts and she performed queen of the night, which I think we immediately said I would be willing to bet that that's going to be on the covers. Album. Yeah. So yeah, that was about a week or two ago that she did the, the upfronts, which is basically for anyone who doesn't know what NBC upfronts are. It's basically like a way for a lot of like the advertisers to go see what's going to be on the air for the next season, figure out where they want to place ads. That's a very shortened 
summary of what Upfronts are. So Kelly performed at it in New York City on May 16th, I think. And she opened Mm -hmm. the Upfronts event with Queen of the Night by Whitney Houston. And yeah, Jeremy, I know you thought of that. You were like, I could see that on, because right at, at that moment, the Kellyoki EP had been rumored. It wasn't confirmed. Yep. So you had thought, oh, maybe it would be on there. And yeah, we heard her perform Queen of the Night once, one other time before, which was like a 2001 demo. Um, yep. that it's probably floating around on YouTube, but this is 20 something years later. I'm very curious to hear, to hear it. Yeah, I even went so far as to say that I thought that Queen of the Night might actually be the single that they would put out. I mean, I don't know if you're going to we're going to call, you know, Kelly's version of Happier Than Ever as a single, but it's sort of it, it's the carrot that they've dropped to sort of announce the EP. Yeah. But I thought maybe because she performed it at the upfronts that this was going to be the song that they put out there, which, again, I would have been happy with as well, because it's a killer Whitney song. It's very up tempo. Uh, it's from one of the biggest movie soundtracks of all time. Very excited to hear it. Uh, track five on the album is going to be the Shade song Trampoline, which is a newer song. Probably, I'm uh, so excited for that. Yeah. It's one of the three uh, new songs, uh, newish songs on the album. And then uh, the sixth one is a great song from Radiohead called Fake Plastic Trees. So excited. Uh, which is, I believe, I mean, that's a that's a 90s song, if not yeah. 90s, like early, early 2000s. Yeah, I'm excited. So it's cool. She's kind of hitting like a lot of different kinds of genres, a couple of different decades. Yeah. And like an- another thing I want to point out, I'm not sure if this actually happened, but a possibility was that they had a list of 30 songs that they had chosen for this, knowing that they could, they were only going to choose six. But uh-huh. the thing is, when you do covers and you release a cover, you have to get approval from the songwriters. So yeah. she may have just not gone, you know, maybe she, you know, she chose – her 11th favorite made it on this list. We don't know for sure because she may have not gotten approval from all the songwriters of the yeah. original track. So it's just something to keep in mind. I I don't know for sure, but it does happen. But I, you know, I, these aren't my favorite songs by any means, but I'm excited. It's new music from her and it's cool how she's going to reinterpret or reinterpret, just interpret in general, her style on these yeah, and I and I saw a lot of hate on social media for the track listing. Uh, people saying that you know they didn't know the songs and so they they weren't going to listen or you know they didn't care for it. I saw a couple people call it soft. Um, look, it, it, these are her favorites. These are the ones that she really likes. And don't be afraid to have your favorite artist introduce you to songs by other artists. I mean, that's yeah. sort of the whole reason. Kelly Oki. It's not just because we Kelly wants to sing at the beginning of her show every day. She wants to put the spotlight on some of her favorite songs and and songs that she really likes. Yeah. And this is a vehicle to really expose people to a lot of different music. And I mean, I'm willing to bet of of all the artists that are included on this EP. I mean, I think probably most people are going to be the least familiar with Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. She was an icon in the 70s and the 80s. My God, she was huge. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she's doing Blue Bayou is just an absolutely like chef's kiss of a choice for that album. And, you know, I love the choice of the Radiohead song. You know, if if you're not familiar with it, it's going to be kind of the same vibe as like the first half of Happier Than Ever. It's a very like down tempo song. We've heard her do Radiohead songs before. And by the way... For people who are hating on this Radiohead choice, um, I seem to remember that one of the favorite covers of all time was Creep, which is by Radiohead. (laughs) 
So give it a chance before you trash the set list. Give it, a, or excuse me, the uh, the track listing. Give it a chance. Wait until June 9th and listen through the record because I have a feeling that these are going to be six incredible versions of these songs. They're all stellar songs. Maybe even go and get yourself familiar with them. Make yourself a yeah. Spotify playlist of the the six originals and throw, you know, her version of Happier Than Ever on at the end of it. Or get yourself familiar with it and and get to know these songs before you get to know the Kelly versions. Or, you know, I don't know this weekend song. I mean, I just I don't know it. And what I'm planning on doing is not listening to the original and I'm going to treat it almost as like a Kelly original song the first yeah. time I hear it. It's going to be like a cool little surprise. Do that so, too. Yeah, it's fun. And like, I don't, I know Linda Ronstadt. I don't know that song that well. So that'll be another surprise for me. So it's, yeah. it's cool. Um, you are allowed to not like things. We want to preface with that, but give it a chance yeah. first. <laughs> give it a chance. Yeah, give, I mean, at least listen to it before you say you hate it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, my favorite covers didn't make the list. I would have happier than ever is probably the only one I would have chosen, but like, I'm stoked, um, to hear yeah. how it's going to turn out. So yeah, this was a fun little surprise and I am really looking forward to, um, having another <laughs> bonus episode possibly when the EP drops and we're going to be yeah. like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What about this song? Oh my God. What about that song? And <laughs> it's cool. You know, she doesn't have to do any of this. We already get so much content from her from the talk show. So it's really nice that we're, we are getting something. And I know people are like, but it's not original. Okay. But like, it's something. It's better yeah. than nothing. We have new content. And honestly, for me, it's refreshing to hear her sing again for more than 90 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of other notes uh, about the album. Um, you know, we would be remiss if, you know, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday, the day that the song was officially released sort of around the world. And we have a we have sort of a text chain going with a, with Pam and me and a few other of our uh, friends of the podcast and I texted on Tuesday night after the news came out about the Texas school shooting, which was an absolutely horrible thing to 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 watch. Yeah. And I said, you know, what do you guys think about a song called Happier Than Ever coming out from Kelly tomorrow? And at that point, it had actually already started to make its way around the world. It's, it had already been out in New Zealand, which is why, you know, when when this tragic news was hitting we were already listening to the song and we we saw some comments on social media today again we were recording this on wednesday where people were a little disappointed to see the promotion of the song throughout the day from both kelly and atlantic like if you were and again as of you know the time we're recording this kelly's social media is still covered in when christmas comes around uh imaging um there is no mention on her Facebook or her Twitter about the new song. Um, I know Atlantic has been, you know, putting out some stuff. They put out the press release and they sort of updated. They're finally getting their money's worth out of that photo shoot from the invincible, uh, yeah. residency. They're actually choosing to use that image, yeah. uh, for this album. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a really good idea to not say anything because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you don't need to be promoting a song on a day on like a day of tragedy like it's just not the priority to do so i yeah. really applaud uh kelly's team and atlantic's team and i'm sure they'll eventually post something about it but um i thought it was really tasteful that they did not yeah and especially you know and and i was telling our text chain you know this is sort of the 9-11 thing all over again 
you know, there were a lot of bands who had their songs taken off the radio because of just how the song's name sounded. You know, the, the example I gave our group was uh, the Dave Matthews song, Crash Into Me. That, that disappeared from the radio in the days after 9-11, not because of the subject matter of the song. It's just an awkward title to say at that time. Yeah. And so when you've got a country who's reeling from yet another school shooting and then you want to put out a song called Happier Than Ever, regardless of what the song is about, regardless of the tone of the song, it still doesn't hit the ear right. Yeah. And so I was completely like you, Pam. I was fine with Kelly and, and Atlantic and the team kind of keeping it on the low and maybe they can do a little softer launch. Maybe even tomorrow we might you know, get a, a bigger announce for this. Um, but I thought that that was the appropriate thing to do just given the, the national mood. And I'm sure that, you know, the people who want to be excited about this are excited about it. They're hearing about it. Word is out about it. You know, radio is talking about it. Billboard and, you know, the, the proper publications are talking about it because they were all given the press release quietly. They're all tweeting about it. So word will get out there. Yeah. It's like, and at the same time, it's like, it doesn't matter if this doesn't turn into like the biggest song ever. There are bigger yeah. priorities in the world. So it's a cover EP, everybody. Let's all just <laughs> keep our expectations grounded here. Yeah. Another thing that came down uh, late today is that we are going to get a physical copy of the album. Uh, you can pre-order it now at Kelly Clarkson Uh You can get there through Kelly's uh, official website. Looks like the the physical copy of the album is going to come out on Friday, the 10th of June, just like every other regular release does. And you don't get anything extra bonus for getting the physical copy. It's just the six songs. I'm excited to get the physical copy because I am very much a person who likes to get the uh, the credits for the particular album. And I have a feeling that this album was recorded with the talk show band. So with my band, y'all, uh, it probably doesn't have, you know, Kelly's Mary band of minstrels who come in and record with her on her studio records. I do think that this is going to be the band from the talk show. I think Jason is probably going to be the producer of record. Uh, Jesse might even get a producing credit. I don't know. I haven't seen uh, the credits for the album yet, but uh, it sounds like it's probably going to be a pretty small crew that helped to make this album. And I'm very excited. So yeah, you can go and pre-order it right now. I believe it's only uh, either seven or nine 99. It's pretty cheap uh, since it's only six songs and you can uh, order it now through Kelly's web store and get it uh, shortly after the release date. But Pam, that said, I do have one complaint about this new album. Okay. Which is, and I think, I think, I think I that, I, it has to do with the laziness of the cover art. Yeah. I love the Kellyoke like in lights. I think that looks so cool. And I like, I like that. I hate the way they placed her name. Oh, really? Like, it's just so awkward. It just says Kelly Clarkson in italics at the top. It's just so weirdly placed, but I actually love the, the red light. I think it's kind of cool. I was a graphic designer by trade for about 16 years. And so I really appreciate great album art. It's one of the reasons why I still purchase physical media, not just Kelly, but all kinds of artists. I still love to open up a, a CD jacket or a, a vinyl and look at the artwork from front to back. And 
when we first saw the rumors, I think it was on the Pulse message board that this was going to be the cover, it took me exactly four minutes to do a reverse Google search and find the template that they used for this album cover. No. Yeah, and it's a free template. Like you anybody can download it and and make their oh, own, no. you know, artwork. Is it using like on it. like Canva or something? I mean, not even. It's it's <laughs> you know, just some free service that you can download. In fact, it was funny because I found it, I posted that like, hey, look, I don't know if this is the real thing, because they use the same uh type font for Kelly's name that they used on the All I Want for Christmas is You single. And then they used this free uh, template to write out the words Kelly Oki. And I'm like, I don't know, that might be fan made. Who knows? Let's we'll wait till we get the official thing. And then sure enough, the official was that one. The funny thing was I was scrolling my Twitter this morning and there's a local uh, kind of entertainment uh, newspaper is probably the wrong thing. It's like a, it's a entertainment website here in my city. Uh, and I, I think I can't even remember what it's called, like off limits or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember off something. Um, they use the exact same template. Oh, no. Like it's the red background <laughs> with the neon letters and the uh, little bar and the little, you know, bars like it's, you know, being held up on a wall behind it. Exact same template. Oh, I'm like, oh no. my God, how lazy. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that they didn't take a little more time to make, you know, a nice cover. Um, again, it's again, probably going to be a digital only EP. They're not mass producing, you know, hard copies. I get it. But that's me as a design guy at heart. That sort of you know, horked me off a little bit because I'm like, come on, y'all. That's yeah. that's a little lazy. I just but, wish they didn't have her name on the top. I think that just throws the whole thing off. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Eh, but whatever. look, if, if that's the only complaint that I have and I love all the content on the record, that's fine. I don't, fine. I, don't I can live with that because totally. I've, I've got album covers that I like and I've got ones that I don't like. So, yeah, whatever. But guys, let us know what you think of Happier Than Ever um, yes. and just your thoughts on the EP in general. Um, you can find us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Miss Into Podcast. And uh, I'm very curious what everyone thinks. It's very different. Don't forget, we don't have a new episode coming this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, we are taking the week off for the Memorial Day weekend, but we will be back with a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast that will be on June 7th. And uh, chances are we'll probably put out another special edition episode like this one on either Thursday the 9th or uh, Friday the 10th talking about the new Kelly Oki EP. Can't wait. All right, guys. Yes. Until then, I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you on June 7th. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com.